Welcome back to another episode of Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Another episode, another week, and another day in a wonderful life. Hope you're doing well and uh, just happy to have you here. If you're new to the show, welcome. Um, I'm Angie and um, a quick rundown, I am an above knee amputee and always looking for ways to share my journey with you so that we can um, kind of work together to get through this uh, journey called life. Today, I thought that I would approach challenges. Um, it's a big topic. It probably could spend a whole year on challenges in amputee life, but I also talk to you about just challenges in general. And I thought that today, using a personal journey I'm going through right now, that I would talk to you about my first day in the 48-mile Ruck March Challenge. So for those of you that don't know what that is, it is through um, Mission 22, which helps um, raise funds and awareness for veteran suicide. And although I did not serve, that is not why I'm an amputee, and nobody in my immediate family served, I did have a couple cousins who served, and uh, it is near and dear to my heart, not to mention I'm American. So I would support our men and women who have served and helped our country be as great as it is. That being said, I'm also one that is pretty type A and love a challenge. And if I think it will also benefit me physically, um, then I'm all in. So the reason I laugh is because about two, three weeks ago, this challenge came across my social feed. And I was like, 48 miles in a month, I could do that. And it'll help me like focus and the best time of the year here in Florida, uh, in Arizona, sorry, Florida, that's where my one boy is at right now doing a mission trip. Um, and uh, I thought it'll be a great time to push myself to get back out there. I haven't gotten into a steady rhythm of hiking or walking recently. We've had cold, cold weather. I'm such a wimp now. Um, and now that it's finally warming up, now I want to get outside. And then in about two weeks, it'll probably be too hot to be outside unless it's like 5 a.m. So um, I decided I would sign up for this challenge. And I, I'm the kind of person that jumps and then asks questions. And so this is no different. Um, after I signed up, I saw that we would be fundraising and I'm all for it. That's awesome. It was a real simple $220 minimum. Um, thankful to uh, all of you that gave, we hit that goal in nine hours. And so I just upped it to 300 today because I have until I think April 6th to raise the funds. So, um, you can look at my Facebook, um, feed and also my Instagram where I have a link where you can donate, um, to my fundraiser. And, um, so I started <laughs> looking into it 
And I told my story to someone on there, and I said, no, I'm not a veteran, even though when people see me and I'm an amputee, they ask, that's the first thing people ask me. Did you serve? No, I did not. Um, mine was a karate accident, and they said, what? And then it usually goes into a half-hour discussion and talk and comparing notes and journeys and life experiences. And what it has taught me is that no matter where you come from, no matter what your race, religion, or um, anything, we all have journeys. Uh, one thing I don't like and I'm, I'm humbled by, but it, it embarrasses me is when people are like, but it's nothing like you've been through. What people don't realize is from 2013 to 2018, when I had all my knee surgeries and things weren't going well, that was harder than going through the amputation and my recovery, believe it or not. The amputation was the best thing for me. I am in an amazing mental place. I'm happy. Um, no, not every day is easy. Not even every hour of every day is easy. Leg changes, residual limbs shrinks, grows. You know, there's there's trials and tribulations every day as an amputee, just like what you guys would go through if you're not an amputee. But what I have learned, though, is when we share our stories with each, with each other, we realize how similar our paths are. And it's really just simply about challenges come and we have a choice whether to rise to the challenge or succumb to it. And we all have those moments where we're, we're in that valley with the challenge, the struggles, the issues that we deal with. And then we are able to, one way or another, come out of that valley into a mountain top and see the view and it's a beautiful view only to be taken down again into another valley. It's just what life is. It's ups and downs for everyone no matter what. Being an amputee has given me some serious perspective on people's lives. One, my life is not harder than anybody else's. Um, just because I'm physically missing a leg doesn't mean I am a poor soul who struggles. I struggle just like you do. I don't struggle harder or different. I just struggle. And when I'm in a great place, I'm happy like you are. And when I'm in a bad place, I'm sad like you are. So we are all very similar and I never compare. And I, I don't, I'm embarrassed when people compare like, oh, I had cancer, I beat it, uh, but it's nothing like what you went through. I'm like, uh, I wouldn't want to go through cancer because we know the mental and emotional game that can play. And I've been close to people that have dealt with that and parents that have dealt with that with their children. And that's heart-wrenching. So please don't ever compare yourself. Your journey is your journey. And it was chosen for you specifically. So with that being said, my journey is one of um, rise and kick butt. That's kind of where I'm at. I chose to amputate my leg. Therefore, my choice is don't complain no complaining about it. You need to get up and you need to move every day. You need to rise up. You need to rise to whatever challenge the day will bring and you need to suck it up. So with that being said, I also chose this challenge, not realizing the, the value of a rucksack. So for those of you that have served, you understand the rucksack. For those of you who have not, a rucksack is basically a soldier's backpack and it usually carries everything in it they need to survive out wherever they're at. Some people will tell you that it's usually 40, 50 pounds. 
Um, if you Google search it, and it's been like, I've been all over the board with trying to figure out how much mine should weigh. Um, some sites will tell you it's 10 to 15 pounds of your body weight. Um, they don't put in there, but if you're an amputee, then it should be this. Um, most amputees probably are not carrying rucksacks because most amputees aren't making it back into the military for active duty. So I had to kind of, <laughs> I had to kind of guess. And I, I it was really cool. The, the group I'm in, it's a Facebook group too, so we can keep each other accountable and, and help each other out and motivate each other. And it's great because there are veterans that are in this group doing it for their buddies and people that they lost. There are family members who've lost people, and there are people like me that are just doing it because they believe it's a good thing to get behind. And each one of those people is different, right? Some people are like, I'm afraid of what I need to carry to the hoorah, I'm carrying 50 pounds, let's do this. And it was really great insight because one person came on, one man came on and said, listen, you need to do what you're doing for what you want to do it for. And remember why we're here. We're not here for our own sake. We're here to raise awareness and to help uh, our brothers and sisters in arms dealing with their um, their mental game after serving. And just to remember that it's not about how much you take. It's, it's, it's what you're doing. And bringing the awareness, the love, the respect, and the, the money to a program that helps them is what's most important. So right there, that was a big load off my shoulders because I'm the kind of person that says, oh, so we do 40 pounds? Okay, I'll do 40 pounds. Whether it took me out or not, I would try it. So today, I weighed my normal bag. So I carry a bag, and I, I thought this was pretty commonplace with amputees, but it is not. If I'm going to go out hiking or even just go out and about, I have a backpack. And I, I finally got into a little bit of smaller condensed backpack versus a big, um, you know, fill it up kind of like the purse syndrome. If it's bigger, you fill more in it. And it has all the necessities for me if there was something that happened with my, um, with my leg. So I have the bag that I use to put my leg on and off um, in case I have to take it off and, and rotate it, do something with it. I have tools to unscrew my sea leg, to put on my running blade, or to tighten up if something loosens. I have, uh, I have the spray air and the spray WD-40 in case I start squeaking. I don't want to be the Tin Man, if you know what I mean. And um, I have salve in case I'm rubbing raw, because I'll go out and I'm kicking butt out on a trail. And sometimes with our heat, the sweat, I can start rubbing and get a raw spot. And if you continue to burn that 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 friction, it's nasty. And it's it's hard to put your leg back on the next day over a raw spot. So I have all these things in my bag. So I weighed my bag and I thought, sure, it was like 20 pounds at least, right? No, it was 10. And I'm like, well, you know, 10 I can do. That's not a problem. But I've already done 10, so we're going to up it. So I'm going to get a 10-pound uh, barbell or dumbbell and I'm going to throw that in my bag. Well, one, a barbell, sorry, a, a dumbbell is um, really cumbersome. And I have the metal ones. So I put it in there and instantly just, and it sunk to the bottom and shoved everything low. Then it made it hard for me to get my water bottle in. So I had to shimmy that around. Once I got it in, zipped up, put my water bottle in, I was like, wow, this is really heavy. Yes, 10 pounds heavier. But when you're doing 10 pound weights in a gym, it's different than putting 10 pounds in a bag and then carrying a bag. And so 
today was March 1st. The This challenge goes March 1st through the 31st. Um, that's why it's the March challenge. Um, not like March, I don't think, but it could be a double entendre. I don't know. Anyway, so I did the math, 48 miles in 31 days. It's 1.5 something miles a day. I'm like, oh, I totally can do 1.5 miles a day. Even if I have to just mosey, I can definitely get it done. I don't have to speed through it. I don't have to prove anything on my time. Just do it, right? Get it done. So I put my bag on and I never go out without my dog. So I got two dogs. One's a pup and uh, she's all over the place, still getting leash trained. And she is literally all over the place. I have to watch her because her leash can get around me and trip me up. So it's good because my focus was more there than how much was on my back. And I will tell you right off the bat, the weight doesn't bother me. Like I lift and I work out all the time. Um, Weight wise, not a problem. But that weight change of 10 pounds and me pushing into my socket was huge. And I knew it before I got to the top of my driveway, which was not a good thing because usually you want to not feel it until you're like a half a mile in or so. And I barely made it to our gate. (laughs) And then I got to the street outside of our gate and I was like, oh my gosh, I had to stop there because I was having adductor issues. And man, the pain I get in my adductor, and I still have not figured that out and why that happens on certain days. But if I just walk in the streets, that constant pounding on cement can do me in mentally, it, it ruins my mental game. Like I'm like, I'm just giving up. I'm, I don't want to even deal with that. I'm going to turn around and go back. And that's where I was. And I thought, oh my gosh, 48 miles of this? If I even just one and a half miles today, one and a half miles every day, I, I can't even get 0.2 miles right now without the pain. So then I started realizing, okay, this is definitely a challenge. And I said, you have two options here. You can turn around and quit, or you can go see what you're made of. And um, if you know me, I figured out what I was made of. But there was some sweating There were a few tears and there was a few breaks in between in the one and a half miles. So, you know, if I had two legs and 20 pounds on my back, two miles would be nothing. One mile, one and a half miles would be nothing. But when you start changing your gait because the pain of pushing down inside your socket is hurting the bottom of your limb, and then you start flaring up different tendons and they start hurting. And I'll tell you what, it can drag you down so, so fast. And that's when I realized that when we are pushed to our full, full brink of breakdown, that is when we start to rebuild ourselves and find out what we can be made of and what we are made of, right? Maybe you've been there. You know, think of a time where you just felt like you couldn't do anymore. And it doesn't have to be a physical feat. It could be emotionally, you can't handle what's happening anymore. Or mentally, you are strained and you can't, you can't get out of your own head and out of your own way. And you just want to throw in the towel. Well, I hit that about (laughs) four or five, six times on this trip of a one and a half miles around our neighborhood saving graces were remembering why I was doing what I was doing, 
taking that spotlight off of me, having my dogs, which was a good and bad. There was times when it frustrated me beyond belief that they were tangling up all the time. And yet there were times when if my pup saw a, uh, another dog come by or people, she would get all excited and want to run to them. And so she'd be trying to run and pulling me at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not running. And so that would make me laugh and which would then lighten the load in my, my mind. The other thing was I find that talking to people and I'm not one that usually goes out hiking or walking, looking for a conversation, but I truly believe that people are brought in to help us when we least expect it. And there was a lady and I had my headphone in and I hear her go, well, let's ask if we can play. And I knew she had a puppy and we were walking through the neighborhood and I finally just decided to stop. And we just sat there and chit-chatted, the dogs, it was a good distraction. And then the next thing I knew, when I started walking again, that adductor pain was not there flaring up anymore. And I was like, yahoo, because that right there is disabling to me. Like, I really struggle with that. Um, it's a very intense pain, and I can't explain it. And I, I don't, I've explained it to my prosthetist so many times, and we can't figure out what causes it. I, I'm not tight in there, in my socket. It's up higher right above the edge of my socket, but there's something that's below that's pushing in when I move and tighten that must be banging against the wall that's straining it. I don't know. So we got um, around and about, and then we got to another area where I was able to sit. And, and I don't normally sit, I'll stand, and that's perfectly fine. But this time I sat because I knew the dogs probably needed water. It was starting to heat up here. So I stopped and gave them some water and put everything back on because I didn't want to take my pack off, but I did. Got it back all together and back swung it back on my back. And then I had the worst part of the trek coming, which was um, two lane road with a couple little roundabout things um, to slow traffic in the neighborhood with extreme highs and lows, like very mountainous, like valley, hill, valley, hill, valley of, and Going up was hard with the pack, but going down and not beating the snot out of my legs was really hard. So um, that was really tough. And then it was just the little bit of the leg home. Well, I will tell you, I did make the, I did 1.6 miles. So I'm proud of myself there. I'm trying very hard not to think that I have like 26 and a half miles still to go for the month, but that's when you sit there and you go, okay, that's the ultimate goal. Just remember that little by little, you'll chip away at this. And that's what makes it a challenge because it's not just a one and done. I've got to try to repeat this every day for 31 days. The part that excites me is I cannot wait to see physically how much I get into shape. But after today, I realize that there's going to be, um, there's going to be a mental war going on within me. And um, I am hellbound determined to, to win that mental game. But it will not be easy. Um, like I said, I was by the time I got back, I did a video really quick and posted up on my social media and I got into tears because in the midst of it, the fear of quitting and failing was real. And I was mad at myself for going down that route with my head and I, that I allowed that negativity into my head and my head space. And, and I just wanted to let you know that it happens. 
It happens. It's what you do to, to dig in and you go deep, deep within yourself and really figure out who you are, who you want to be that helps you get through those moments. And like I said, we all go through them. Mine happens to be self-inflicted, which is not uncommon for me. I like, you know, why not? Let's do something hard. But I'm always trying to figure out who I am, what I stand for, what I can tolerate and what I can succeed and push through. And I usually love what I find on the other side of that challenge. Today, I was so proud of myself. I was happy that it was done for the day. Little anxious about tomorrow, but I, I won't go there because tomorrow is not promised, right? I live for today. And I think to myself, I did it. I did it and it's done for today. <laughs> so that's a win. That's a win in my book. Um, but I just, I thought, you know what? I had different thoughts in my mind on how I wanted to handle this week's podcast. And I just thought, you know, I know so many of you out there that have told me that you're you're challenged with so much. You know, mine is a very physical challenge. Like you can see that there's something different about me versus the normal human being. You know, I have a metal leg, a plastic leg. I got really cute dolphins and horses on my socket, um, decorated up real pretty like. I kind of walk with a little bit of a different gait. And um, some of you out there, I know, I've talked to you. You have invisible pain. You're the one that people judge when you park in a parking lot closest spot that you can because you have a handicapped spot, but you don't look physically handicapped. And that's a shame um, that that's where our thoughts go and that we, we feel it's our obligation to condemn those kind of people without knowing who they are, just based on what they look like. Again, that's a sad state of our of our world that we base people on what they look like. And um, all I can say to you is fight. Fight for it. Rise up to the challenge, no matter what the challenge is that day. Fight for what you want. Fight to build your character. We do not change we can't expect different results if we continue to do the same thing. So yes, there are days when you just have to throw in the towel and say, not today. And I get that. I've done that. There are times where the pain is too great and I am not mentally strong enough at that moment to care. And I just say, tomorrow, I'll do tomorrow, I'll try tomorrow. And and I do, I promise myself that I will go back to whatever challenge I was facing that I couldn't get through. And that's okay to do that as long as you don't get stuck in that spot and never take the challenge. Amputees, if you're listening, to you that don't want to put your leg on or your arm on, okay, I can only speak to the leg population because that's where I'm at. So I try to be real in that. I, I don't mean to exclude anybody with an upper limb difference, but I only know lower and I don't want to take away or presume that I know what you go through if you're an upper limb uh, difference person. But for those of you that are lower limb, above knee, below knee, double, whatever you are, um, I know it sucks putting on your leg. I know some days are good, some days are great, and some days are just horrible. It's the only way we can get through is by just doing it, putting it on. It doesn't belong in a corner. 
It's a very expensive, probably a pretty nice leg. You deserve to wear it. And you deserve to find out what you're made of. And you should try to figure out what you're made of. You should put it on and you should give it your best go, even if it doesn't feel great. Now, I'm not saying rub yourself raw and beat it, beat it up. You have to know when, when medically it's, you've gone too far. But if you are not liking the discomfort or the tingling sensation, maybe you get here or there, I understand that totally. And it does. If I, if I think about it and I sit around and I, I dwell on it, I realize that my leg is uncomfortable all day long all day long. It's never, because it's not normal. It's not normal to have something suction to your upper leg or your lower leg and be stuck on you and you having that rubber liner or straight in skin. It's not normal. It isn't going to ever feel normal because it's not. The sooner you realize that, the sooner you can enjoy your life. Because once you realize that this is about as good as it's going to get, you can start making everything else count more. Instead of focusing on this leg, I focus on my dogs and enjoying them. I focus on getting fit where I can. I get, um, I focus on my friendships and getting out and doing stuff. And I focus on my family most of all, so that I know, um, that I have a purpose there. And that's not as an amputee, but as a mom and a wife. And so all I can say to you is give it a shot get out there and try. If you don't try, you'll never know what you're capable of. And you would be surprised that through tears, blood, sweat, whatever you go through, at the end, if you can make it through, you're going to be really proud of yourself. And you're going to be ecstatic on, on, on what you've accomplished. And then you're going to realize the sky's the limit. You were the only limiting factor. What was going on up here in your head was the only thing that really limited you. That's what stops people from being great. We allow our thoughts to rule us. We talk negatively to ourselves. Well, you can't do that. That's too hard. That's meant for two-legged people. That's meant for, you know, physically fit people. You do not have to be, this challenge I'm doing, you don't have to have two legs or two arms. You don't have to be physically fit. You just need to have a passion for something else and a drive to do something greater and outside of you and pushing yourself out of a comfort zone. And that was my first time I did a virtual race as an amputee. I was like, I don't know if I belong here. I was the only amputee in that social media group with hundreds of people from all over the world. Now some of them are my best friends on social media. I can't wait to meet them in person someday if we travel. Um, And we just helped each other out. And then I realized that a lot of them looked to me as, you know, they were maybe couch potatoes and they decided to try this challenge and they saw me and said, well, if an amputee can do it, I got to be able to do this. I have to be able to do this. Not that it diminished who I was, but I'm glad that that lights a fire under other people. You know, if I can do this with one leg down on y'all, then I was hoping that maybe it would stimulate you that are struggling with your physical or mental well-being to get out there and do something. Because you know what? Not only did I push myself physically and mentally out there, being outside in the sunshine and the warming up weather and the cool breeze and listening to the birds, my heart was happy. 
even though there were times where I was feeling succumbed to pressures to quit and to, to, to draw in and, and throw in the towel and to feel defeated, I knew that if I could just do another few steps and then another few steps and then get to this point and get to that point that I eventually would get myself back home. And then when I sat down there and had a big old cup of water, I could sit there and revel in the fact of what I'd overcome. And it was like, it, 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 it stung. It was, it was hard. Um, when I got home and I kind of took that backpack off and I took a deep breath, like tears, because I just realized what I'd accomplished. And I don't know if anybody really would understand what I've accomplished. And that was the shame of it. And I think that's why I chose to do a video. And that's why I chose to do this podcast on challenges is because trying to convey, it's hard. Sometimes we don't, no one understands what we're going through, right? Only you truly, even your family will never understand every battle that is being warred with inside of you that you have to overcome daily. And you will. Like, right, you, you play that mental game. Um, you get down on yourself. You question yourself. You, you start feeling sad or you're hurt or just there's so much that can happen that we can smile and pretend it's not going on and no one would be the wiser of what is happening up in our heads and what war is waged within ourselves to smile that day. But that is the way to get through. You know, I, I know so many people, so many people that are, are challenged right now. When I think about the people that have come up to me and I didn't know they were listening to my podcast, people, and none of them, believe it or not, are amputees. God love you guys. I thank you for following. Just know when you come up to me and tell me that you're listening, That means the world. Because I'm speaking to you, but if you've heard what I've told you, I swear this is my therapy. Me getting on and speaking to you, I'm really just speaking to myself. When I get done with a podcast, I know I've put it all out there. I've been vulnerable. I've been transparent. Um, I've showed you my hurts. I've showed you my weaknesses in hopes that it motivates you to be better because you deserve it. <clears throat> so for those of you that continue to listen, Know that you're always in my heart and my prayers. You're not alone. I'm hoping the best for you. I really do. I, I hope you find a happiness and a joy in your life that is worth the challenges that you face. And to know that we do fight alone a lot of the times. But you don't have to go it alone if you reach out to the people that understand a little bit more. You know, um, everybody needs that one friend that's kind of going through something similar. <laughs> um, 
you know, I have one of those friends and her journey and my journey are not the same at all. But the fact is, is we also understand um, that sometimes you just need to talk it out and you don't want someone to try to fix it, right? Sometimes you just want to be heard and for someone to say, you know, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way and, and I'm sorry you have to go through that. So many people try so hard and I, God love you all. You try to help us uh, by giving us solutions. And I don't want to even for one second believe that I'm giving you any kind of solution, but I am hopefully using my personal journey And that'll give you keys to your own success. If I tell you what I've gone through and what I do to get through it, it is me indirectly kind of giving you um, some information, right? So that you can deal with whatever it is that you're challenged with. So with this podcast and bearing my heart, um, I want you to know I'm grateful for each one of you that tells me that you're listening, um, that you liked what you heard, that you like that I'm transparent. I won't change it because like I said, really, this is uh, my therapy. So I do all this talking and yeah, I probably could just do this um, on my own, sit at home and talk to myself. But there's something real about knowing that it goes out to however many people want to hear it. You know, it's out there for the millions, right? Anybody that needs a boost or if my title catches your eye and you decided to listen today, then maybe you'll go back and you'll listen to some of the other ones. And for me, that, that, that's a challenge in itself is sharing my life, really sharing the real side of me, um, is a bit scary. And I, I decided never to go back and edit and stuff because I want you to see who I am for real, not edited and made all pretty and everything. It is who I am. Like me, the way I look right now, I I did that one and a half miles today. I was sweating and I was in pain. And um, you get get the backwards hat and the, the stringy hair. This is me. I didn't get myself all prettied up so that I could look nice for my YouTube channel video. This is me. And I just wanted to be real. Now, at the end of all my episodes, I always go into a um, a call to action. And I'm not even sure how how I want to approach this one. I imagine each one of you could tell me that there's a challenge in your life right now. And if you've done any of my call to actions before, you might have a vision board. You might have um, sayings up on your mirror that that are positive talk. Um, You may have a list of goals that you have set for yourself. I mean, those are all the different call to actions I've had in past episodes. But I think what I would like to do is maybe have you step outside your challenge. For me, my challenge, obviously, is I'm an amputee. And instead of sitting there dwelling on the amputee part, I, I found the, the challenge to do my 48 miles. I want you to challenge yourself. I want you to 
See what's holding you back. Maybe it's physical, mental, emotional, I don't know. And I want you to find a challenge. Something that would take you out of your comfort zone. And give you a different outlook, a different vantage point. I would challenge you to find a worthy nonprofit group to support. Let's make that the challenge. And I I think that if you find somebody else to do something for, whether it's animals or St. Jude or um, the um, Mission 22 like I'm doing, um, I love Romp Range of Motion Project, find, you know, heart association, you know, whatever it is that you maybe are touched by personally or your own self, whatever you're dealing with, and maybe do some sort of fundraiser challenge where, you know, maybe, maybe you know it's best that you get out and you're walking every day, but you really struggle because you just can't get out of your own head. It doesn't have to be an extreme challenge, but maybe you put out a, your own fundraiser that says, you know what, I'm going to try to get out every day. And even if it's a half a mile and you say, I'm going to do a half a mile um, every day in honor of, or in memory of, or for this group, would you help me by fundraising? Um, put it out there. I found that when I was on my own and battling my own little demons inside that I um, I really pushed and dug down deep to realize what I was there for and it wasn't me it was for Mission 22 and I can do it for them because of everything that those veterans have given to our country so your challenge find a challenge your call to action find a challenge and I pray that you're doing well this week I hope that you find happiness and a joy in your heart and remember you're not alone and as always be healthy be happy be you.